Hi, everyone. This is Becky in California, San Francisco Bay Area. Um, and and Cindy asked me to speak, and thank you. It's always uh, good good um, to share and I hope that I can, you know, reach someone that is finding it difficult to put the food down. Um, so I always tell my numbers because I know that we can't see each other because this is not a Zoom meeting. Um, my top weight that I saw on, on the scale was 355 pounds, and I weigh 135, and I have been abstinent 18, going on 19 years, not 19 years until Easter. And um, my story is, is that um, putting the food down was not easy. Um, it, it, it cost me almost my marriage. Um, it cost me relationships. I, um, I have had back-to-back abstinence in 18 years, and, and, and it's not because I got this really easily. I've been in program 42 or 43 years, and the first three attempts were spread out where I, you know, I only had, I always say this, I only had, because, you know, if someone comes to me and says, oh, I, I, I wasn't from big numbers, I, I, I only got to 190, to me that's a big number, you know, because it says anybody 40 pounds overweight is, is obese. I, um, you know, I don't go around advertising to the outside world where, who I am, where I came from. This is between us because we're the only ones that understand each other. I was born in a family of six girls and I was the only food addict and that was very hard to digest, you know, no pun intended, but it was very hard um, to accept. Um, because I was picked on in my family. I was picked on by the boys at school. All my girlfriends were normal size. I gravitated to, you know, normal size. I didn't seek out overweight children to be my friends. They just, oh, I never had an overweight girlfriend. They, They were all just normal size, and they accepted me. I wasn't grossly overweight through school. In fact, high school, my mom had put me on a diet pill and I went through high school at, at this weight. I'm, I'm five feet five. And of course, after losing all the weight I have and I'm older, I do have uh, loose skin and I did never had a surgery. You really can't tell with um, I mean, a lot of it is sprung back, but a lot of it you can't tell wearing clothes. I just don't wear form-fitting, tight, tight uh, tank tops and, and that stuff. Um, but what I wanted to say is when I lost 100 pounds three different times in OA, I couldn't wait to return to eating. It was like holding my breath underwater in in a swimming pool and I wanted to come up for air and it was though 
that if I lost 100 pounds, and at that time, I was probably 240. So this disease is progressive. And it keeps moving even when we're, we're abstinent. And, and I believe that. I believe that. It took me years to really accept that food is an allergy for me. It took years to understand the obsession of the mind. It took years to understand I had no connection um, with a higher power because I was afraid to walk in a church because the church did a number on my head. And it really, you know, it, it, it took such a number on my head that I ended up seeing a psychologist over uh, this particular uh, religion. And to this day, um, I do not care um, to, to, you know, go to churches. If I do, I just say to myself, well, that's their perception. It doesn't mean it's reality. It doesn't mean it's the truth. And that kind of saves me. So I have my own relationship. Only because of this program, I understood that I needed all of you and I need it to keep coming, and I need it to not walk away. I need it to stay in these rooms. I need it to do service, and I never did service when I lost the 100 pounds and gained it back three times. It was all about me. It was all about a motive. It was all about I got to get another husband. I got to get another boyfriend. I don't want to be alone. So what do I got to do? I need to lose weight so I can look more attractive to uh, attract someone. And then once I got married, I would start gaining the weight. And I would go back to meetings. And, And it was used as a diet. This is not a diet. This is an illness like Alcoholics Anonymous. Except with food, we have to be more accountable. We have to be more accountable. I weigh and measure everything that goes in my mouth. I'm older now, so I don't eat starch. You know, I don't eat fattening fruits. I I weigh myself once a week. Very rarely do I weigh twice a week, but I always stay within two pounds. I don't know how in the heck I was going to say hell, but. And properly, it should say, I don't know how in the heck I lost over 200 pounds. And I'll tell you why, because I wasn't weighing and measuring my food. I was lying and, and telling myself that certain foods that were snack foods were okay. It was okay to have popcorn. It, it, you know, that could be um, a vegetable and you know, someone said, hey, you don't eat snack foods. You don't eat things that you look forward to eating. You don't eat things that you're thinking about eating or you're looking, you know. And I know being a, a person addicted to food, being a food addict, I know that if I'm not thinking about what I just ate, you know, an hour or two later, and I don't. You know, I, I, I have my salads. I eat my cauliflower. I I don't seem to, and, and I enjoy them, but I'm not sitting there thinking, when am I going to eat them again? Um, between 
going to meetings, one or two meetings every day and helping my sponsors um, and, and practicing every morning when I wake up, knowing that I'm never going to be a normal either. I mean, sure, that would be nice. That means I could eat something and, and push myself away. My father used to look at me. He just hated fat people. And here I am with six, six, he had six girls and he'd say, well, don't eat everything on your plate. You know, just push yourself away. You don't have to eat everything on your plate. Well, guess who cleaned off the table? Who had that assignment when I was little? Six or seven, I would take all the plates and whatever leftovers, scoop it into the garbage and give it to the girl that's going to wash the dishes and one would dry, one would put away, one would sweep the floor. I was eating everybody's leftovers. I was like, you know, the human garbage um, pan. And, you know, the thing is my older sisters would give me money to go get them sweet things at the store. They didn't get that or they were happy just eating one. And I always said, yes, sure, I'll go get them. I, I, I drove on my bike to go get my older sisters, whatever they needed. They all just, they just all stayed the same. And I did not stay the same. So I was grateful to go through high school at this weight all four years. But I took drugs when I was in high school. I would take, they, there was a thing called Benny's for these older people on the phone tonight. Benny's were like little speed bills. Um, and then I learned from the doctors back then they gave out diet pills because I would freak out if I even went up five pounds. And then I would eat nothing but eggs for a week. And I would restrict myself because I was so afraid of being big. And then I went and got married to my first husband. And he, he, he made no bones about it, that he did not care for overweight people. And um, he, he didn't know my history, but he was wanting me to be 120. And I was thinking, are you, are you nuts? Because, hey, you don't know where I, you know, came from. At the time, you know, that I met him, the most that I had to lose when my mom... Uh, uh, five minutes? Is that is that what someone said? Any, anyhow, if I have five minutes, well, I'm going to wrap it up with the recovery. The recovery No, that is, was something else. You have nine minutes. Uh, Oh, okay. Okay. Um, um, anyhow, you know, my husband used to think I, I uh, hid Oreos under my bed and I hid this. And he was right. He was right. Just before he married me, um, if he said we were dinner with friends, you know, I would put things in my trunk because I knew it might be a couple hours before we were going to eat or an hour and a half. And, and I, I couldn't go the distance. I couldn't go the distance. So, yeah, I, I snuck food. And, you know, I was a person that ate alone. Um, and when I got married, I was rushed to Stanford Hospital. I think it's a very popular, people usually have heard of Stanford in Palo Alto, California. Um, I was sent there because I had, um, I don't know what's called, clamia or clampsia.
we were going to die. I had gained over 100 pounds um, pregnant because I thought you could eat anything you want because you were going to get big anyhow. So I was rushed to Stanford. And after I had the baby and we were fine, my husband that could not stand fat people told me he wanted me to have 13 feet of my intestines removed. It was that new surgery where, where you know, you have your stomach parts removed and then it, then you have to eat small amounts and this and that. He was very abusive. He was an alcoholic that beat me almost all the time. I was bruised and I said, you know what? When he goes to work today, I had arranged a big U-Haul truck with a friend unpacking up the house. I have to get out of here. I have to. The guy was just beating me to, to, to a pulp all the time. Um, but see, the motive is not good when you're a food addict and you, and you want to lose weight. It's never going to work because if, in, until I connect it, and this is where I'm going to go into recovery, until I connect it, this is an honest to God disease and that I need these rooms, and I need the big book, and I need a sponsor, and I need to be accountable, nothing was going to work. So 19 years ago, when I came into these rooms, and I saw this woman offered to be my sponsor, she was actually very, very, very nice. And uh, she told me what to eat, how to eat it, weight and measure, this and that, what meetings to go to, to read the big book every night. And I just did everything she said. I have to tell you, though, at one point, I felt unhappy being abstinent. Very, very, very unhappy. And I knew that going back to the food was going to bring me misery. I felt trapped in jail. And I was thinking about this the other night, how I don't feel like that anymore. But I did feel trapped. It was like I couldn't go back to the food, but I wasn't happy without the food. The secret to all of this was service. Soon as I started working with others and I could hear their sorrow and their pain from having a hard time being abstinent, I wanted to rescue them. I wanted to help them and rescue them. And in rescuing them, I, I rescued myself. And it's been like that all these years. I, I can't live without um, sponsoring someone. I really can't. Because this is a language that really no one, uh, no one else understands but, but ourselves. You know, nobody can understand why I, I can't push it away or leave it or why I can't have certain foods. I am married to a person Five-minute general reminder. Oh, okay, thank you. I am married to someone that's not a food addict, okay? And, you know, he has, um, I think it's okay to mention foods, I'm pretty sure. Anyhow, he, you know, I heard a great person say once, if you can't mention a food and that food you mention is going to send someone to go eat it just because you mentioned it, they were going to eat it anyhow. You know, if you, if you got a strong enough program, no matter who's eating what or who's talking about eating something, if you've got a good connection with your sponsor, working the steps and a connection with your higher power and you're doing all that this program has laid at our feet, 
It won't matter who says what. But my husband eats sugar things for, for bakery things for breakfast every day. He's tall and thin. Um, you know, he eats Italian foods, uh, French fries. He eats it all. I buy it. I make it. I cook it. You know why? Because I got a choice. God gave me free will. I can sit down and eat with him. I can eat with the best of anybody. But I've got a choice. You know what? I, I, I like being in this thin body. You know, I, I like being the same size, wearing the same pants for 15 years, wearing the same tops. You know what? That actually feels better than anything that can taste. Anything that can taste. Could, could I have thought like that when I first got abstinent? No. I didn't think like that. I was calling my husband names. He almost was going to leave me. We were going to go to the movies. And I said, you SOB, you're going to eat that in front of me? This is only at the beginning. I promise, I promise things change. It is hard to put down the food. I'm the first one that's going to tell you it was a it was a bitch. It really was a bitch. But I'll tell you the support that you'll get from working the steps with the sponsor, being accountable, weighing and measuring. And, and when you start helping someone else, the miracles will come true. And guess what? Food will take the back seat. It will no longer be important. It will no longer have a hold on you, and you won't be a slave to it. Anyhow, thank you for asking me to share tonight. I hope that someone out there realizes that it is hard in the beginning but you can do it. You really can do it. It took me, look how many years it took me, 42 years. Hopefully it doesn't take anybody that long, but I've been abstinent going on 19 years and I would not change anything for the world. Thank you. My phone number can be on the recording. I'm okay with it. 650-740-6039. And you can text me anytime to let me know you're from program. Thank you.